Hello and welcome to the Five for Five Rock and Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and this is episode 33, Metallica, part two. All right, so here's Metallica part two. We're finally going to rank the top five and um, bring him back, my friend Mike. How's it going again? It's going pretty good. Thanks for having me back. All right. Excited to finish this up and get our top five. Yeah. And move on from listening to Metallica, right? I mean, I've been been listening to these guys for like six or seven weeks straight, and it's time to move on. So, um, so, and and what I saw today um, was today, as we record this, is the 27 year anniversary of when Load came out. And um, that's crazy. I can just remember, you know, back then, I, I remember how I was transitioning my music from like cassettes to CDs. And this is one of the first CDs I got. And I didn't have a CD player really anywhere except one of those portable ones. And I can just remember like walking around my house and laying in my bed, listening to this album um, on my portable CD player. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it right away. And and we both had that in our last episode, both at number six. So, um, so that's where we start number six was load for both of us and then we're going to roll right into the top five we have we still have three the same uh that we neither of us have mentioned including the two most recent metallica albums so we'll see where all that comes in and uh, here we go top five metallica Number five. So for number five, this one wasn't too tough for me to put here because I was kind of flipping back and forth between this one and uh, and load, which which we both put at six. So for me, I ended up putting Ride the Lightning, um, which was their second album from 1984, and it's the final album of the 80s for me and um, my favorite album of the 80s, and it was for you as well because you you put Ride the Lightning um, in our other episode ahead of the other 80s albums. And uh, I think it's certainly the most complete of all of them. Um, there's only eight tracks, but you know it opens with "Fight Fire with Fire," and then the big singles like "For Whom the Bell Tolls" and "Creeping Death," and then one of my favorites, "Fade to Black," and then other songs I really like, you know, like the title track "Ride the Lightning" and "Escape." And um, so it's a really good album, and I thought it was easily the best of the older stuff. Um, and it just ended up at number five simply because there's only eight songs and it's um it's so much shorter than the other albums that I really like because I don't think there's any um, albums on this episode for me that have any bad songs at all. So I think all five albums are really, really complete. And um, <clears throat> that's why for me, Ride the Lightning uh, went in there at number five. So how about you? Where did you go at five? This, this, this top five was giving me problems on the bottom end because all these albums i like a lot and it was hard for me to decipher like what parameters i would choose but i think because this one is the one i've listened to the least because i'm choosing the 72 seasons which is the last album mm-hmm. um but it's so easy to listen to which why it ranks so high um but it's probably the the one I've listened to least, so it's the one I have the least amount of connection to. But it still has a lot of great songs. Timmy Two Seasons is a great opening track. Uh, it was good to hear a, a good bass, uh, 
bass, the bass rip it up and screaming suicide. Uh, I really like the song You Must Burn. Uh, Crown of Barbed Wire is a really good song for me too. And also Darkness Has a Song. Uh, Darkness Has a Sun is a really good uh, song. So it has a lot of good songs, but for me, I think it's just because I'm not as familiar with the other songs. It didn't get me as excited as the other ones in my top five. So that's why I put 72 Seasons at my number five. Yeah, and that's it's tough because so many of these albums we've been listening to for decades, and it's hard to compare these albums that we know so well that we've been listening to for like you know half our life or more than half our life compared to a record that just came out six weeks ago. So it is tough, but um, but yeah, I liked it a lot too. Obviously, I've got it coming up in my in my episode here as well. So um, okay, that's it for five. Number four. So now for number four. Um, I put the album that you had way at 11 uh, that I was very surprised about, and it's their ninth album from 2008 called Death Magnetic. Um, and now I didn't get this one right away. It was the follow-up to St. Anger. And, um, but when I saw the video for All Nightmare Long, I was hooked. Like I immediately loved that song. It's probably my favorite music video that Metallica has ever done. Uh, and then also... You know, when I saw that Metallica was going to do an Unforgiven 3, I was like, oh, man, just, you know, don't ruin this. The Unforgiven was great. Unforgiven 2 was great. Um, but the Unforgiven 3 is awesome. And I love that song. And it's it's also one of my favorite songs on the on the uh, album. And then I feel like all 10 tracks are great. Um, I had this one all the way up at number two uh, for a lot of this past week, but it ended up falling to four really just because there's you know, there's 10 tracks and the, and the three I have above it are so good. Um, and then you've got the song Suicide and Redemption towards the end, which is a complete instrumental track. And I think it's by far their best musical track that they've ever done. And they used to do that a lot on their older albums. And then they did it again here on Death Magnetic. So, um, so yeah, I think Death Magnetic is great all the way through. Um, and it does take a little while to get because it's not a very like fluid album. Like it's, it's not just, um, you know, all those normal choruses and verses uh, that Metallica sometimes does. It's um, it's definitely a lot harder to get to know. Um, but over the years, listening to it over and over and over, um, it definitely grew on me a lot, and it worked its way all the way uh, to number four for me. And, um, and just the fact that in the top four, I have their three most recent albums. You know, I just, I just like what Metallica sounds like recently, more recently than than earlier on and um so that's why i have death magnetic all the way up here at four how about you uh, uh for my number four i chose hardwired to self-destruct uh, i wasn't a fan of death magnetic um maybe if i listen to it some more i can start you know listening to it and get it get it more like you said because uh, i think that kind of helped it happen with me and Tool for a while because they were doing these long songs. But for me, Hardwire has a lot of deep, deep grooves. Uh, I thought it was a great improvement from that Magnetic. Moths uh, of Flame is a really good song. Uh, now that we're dead. Uh, Confusion. Uh, and I think it just, it flowed for me better and I thought, I thought it sounded like, for me, it was probably the sound that should have came after um, Reload or even after 
the Black Album because it's it's it was big. It sounded good. The songs were well written, um, but it it sounded more like Metallica than a lot of stuff that kind of was in between Hardwired and the late '90s, early 2000s sound. Yeah, that's a good point. I think Metallica today, what they've done, I think production-wise, I think they sound better than ever. So, you know. All right. So there we go. That's four. Number three. So at number three, um, this was the toughest decision for me, three and two. Um, but I, I kind of projected what I think I'm going to like of these albums uh, in a way as if we were to do this um, episode like a year from now. So uh, this might be completely wrong, but for number three, I went with their self-titled album and their biggest album ever. Um, their fifth album from 1991, uh, which, you know, everybody refers to as the Black Album. Um, this, of course, album went diamond. It sold like 17 million copies and it's worldwide. Everybody knows it. Massive singles like Enter Sandman and Sad But True and Wherever I May Roam, Nothing Else Matters and all these huge things. It's a super diverse album. You've got the heavy songs. You've got the slower songs like The Unforgiven, Nothing Else Matters. And then you've got the non-singles like The God That Failed and, um, you know, My Friend of Misery and these great other songs. And there's not a bad track on the album. And it's really flawless. It's a really flawless album. And when I first thought I was going to do the Metallica double episode, I thought immediately, well, the Black Album is going to be my favorite. Um, and then it went slightly less and slightly less and uh, i mean i even used you know lyrics from nothing else matters in my wedding vows right so um <laughs> so this this album was you know huge for me and um i kind of put it at number three just just to prove a point that i'm going to make later but easily could have been number one and i obviously realize why it's probably a lot of people's number one uh favorite but it was really most of the week it was at number two and then i kind of just dropped it down to number three to, to make just to kind of make a point later, but, um, but yeah, I love this album and, it, you know, easily could have been higher, but that's where I went with my number three. What about you? Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of shocked. I thought your number one was going to be, um, uh, for a lot of the reasons you, you pointed out, but I chose, uh, reload for my, my number three. Uh, I think fuel is a great opening album. Uh, I really like devil's dance, which was, uh, Jason Newstead's second uh, writing credit for songs in his stint in Metallica. The uh, Unforgiven 2, a lot of people gave it crap because why like, give a sequel to a song and to a song that's so iconic as The Unforgiven? Like, everyone thought it was going to be horrible, but it's a really great song. It's great. Uh, I like Better Than You. Uh, Carpet and Baby is a very good song, and there's a lot, there's a couple of creepy, dark kind of songs at the end that I really like that people might not know of. Like I, where the wild things are, I it's yeah, I think it's a good dark song that kind of flows and has a lot of ambient sounds in the backgrounds. And I also really like Low Man's lyric, which is this. It has this weird kind of musical instrument that they play in it's it's not really so much a thing you really hear from Metallica, but I think the lyrics and his singing, and I think I just really enjoy the story he tells in it. 
so that's one of my favorite songs from Metallica's old Bluesman lyrics. So that's why I kind of put it at number three, and it's one. It's an album I just really enjoy listening to, and especially that time where I kind of it was kind of my kind of really entering into buying Metallica albums where I reload. I got reload before I got load. Um, so that's it's it's more album that I really enjoy from, and it's one that stuck with me. Yeah, and um, and where the wild things are too. When I when I listen to that song, it's so, it's so like kind of moody and groovy. And I always felt like, man, this this would be a great song for Lane Staley to sing if this was an Alice in Chains song, or if they could have brought him on. You know, that oh. just that's it. Always reminded me of like an old moody type Lane Staley Alice in Chains song, which is which is cool. So yeah, very different album. Um, Reload was, but okay, that is uh. That is three. Um, on to two. Number two. So on to number two, and for me, I've I've got their two most recent albums um, coming up. So this is a little bit of a projection. So at number two, I have 72 Seasons, which is their most recent album, their 11th album from 2023. And um, I think eventually, once I have had this and owned this for years, I think it's going to be up here because I don't think Metallica has ever sounded better than they sound right now over the last, really over the last two albums. The production, James's voice, instrumentally. I think a big part of it, honestly, is Robert Trujillo, the, the new bass player, who came in during St. Anger, didn't write St. Anger. You know, he came in once the album was finished. But he's, he's written um, the last three albums, and I think it really helped change the direction of this band. And not really that he's, like, really super involved in the writing of the rhythm of the songs, but it, it's almost as if he, like injected a new life into these guys and uh the speed is there the heaviness is there i feel like they've never sounded better and, and you know songs like you've already said like crown to barbed wire and um and you must burn and the opening track with 72 seasons and lux eterna in the middle and uh the way it ends with in Immortal, which is their longest song ever which i didn't even realize i mean it's so good and it flows so well you don't even realize it's metallica's longest ever song it's like 11 minutes and you don't even realize it um, and so I just think this album is perfect. I don't think there's any bad songs on it. And like I said, once I, once I have it for a year, if we were to do this episode next year at this time, I think the 72 seasons would definitely be number two, even though right now I would probably put it at like three or four, like you did, um, you know, a little lower, but you know, I feel like it's got the potential to easily be one of their top two albums of all time. So, and actually, you know what? I just also wanted to say, um, I was thinking about this the other day. There's only two Metallica albums that I've ever purchased on release day, and it's the two most recent albums. So I thought that was really weird. I hadn't even thought of that before, but it's only these last two that I purchased on actual release day. But yeah, I love 72 Seasons. So how about you? Yeah, I think uh, Robert Trujillo really uh, helped us sound out after... St. Anger and really got into it the last two albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my number two, uh, I was going to rank this lower because I think because everyone had so much disdain for it, but I'm putting St. Anger as my number two, and it kind of goes with some of the reasons why you, you kind of go back into it, where you rewatch the, the documentary and you re-listen to it a bunch of times. Uh, but for me, like I was 
I probably relate to this album the most because you know, I was I watched the documentary right away. I, I listened to the album. I knew what the songs were. I knew what they were going through. And also at the same time, I was in a band. We were trying to record an album and release an album. And there was some friction in, in our band choice trying to get this album done. So for me, it just it holds a lot of emotions. And when I listened to it back, like I remembered all the lyrics. I, you know, the groove, the thrash of it. For me, it just, it, I still really enjoy it. Like I, the snare drum sound doesn't bother me. I like frantics and anger. I like how they kind of get a deep groove with some kind of monster. Uh, Invisible Kid is a really good song. Um, Sweet Amber is a, is a heavier, slower song that I really like. And also, like when they finish with "All Within My Hands," I think that's another really good track that I enjoy. Um, "Shoot Me Again" is a decent song, and I, it's about what Lars had to go through when he was going up against Napster and how that whole environment changed the music industry after that. Not just Lars, but Napster itself. So, I mean. I just had to go with my guy, and since I really like saying here, I, I was going to pull lower, but it's something that just, it gets me going, and that's just how I feel, so I put saying up there, and uh, it's, I'm going to stick with it for now, and I still like a lot of the songs, and like I said, it, it holds a lot of meaning to me, more than probably a lot of other people, especially if they're older Metallica fans, or they like more produced sound, and for some reason, they, you know, they, and sure, that snare drum sounds weird. It doesn't bother me as much as other people. So, so I think it was my number two. Yeah, you know, that snare drum did did bother me at first when I first started hearing the songs because we were coming off of, you know, this, of course, Saint Anger is the follow-up to Load and Reload. So you, you come from, like, two of the cleanest-sounding albums that they've done to Saint Anger. You're like, what in the world happens to this recording situation you know like they will that's a huge change from reload to saint anger that's a big change uh, yeah. you know when you think of those two albums coming out in a row um and all within my hands you know the the way the album closes i don't know if you've seen it but um i i saw the video that uh the clip from the um s m volume two and they did all within my hands with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra, and it is awesome. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, because um, I have I, I have never listened to S and M two, but um, but man, if you have a chance, or anybody out there listening to this has a chance, go check out all within my hands that they did with the San Francisco Orchestra, and it is awesome. All right, because that, that was that's the second one because that's. They did one before, so mm -hmm. you're talking the, the yeah. one? Yeah, S&M Volume 2 that they that they redid the second uh, time they did it with the orchestra. So Yeah, so go check that out, and um, it's awesome. It definitely makes, it made me like um, that song, All Within My Hands, even more than I like it from the album's recording. So, um, so for anybody that, you know, maybe doesn't even know that song or maybe listened to it, but not a fan of St. Anger, go check it out when they do it live with an orchestra and it's awesome. So, all right, on to number one, last, uh, last ranking for Metallica. Number one. 
Okay, so the best Metallica album, my favorite Metallica album, is Hardwired to Self-Destruct. It was their 10th album from 2016. I think it has their best opening track with Hardwired. I think it has by far their best closing track with Spit Out the Bone, which is um, one of my favorite Metallica songs. Um, Actually, you know, Metallica, the, um, the way they end albums sometimes I feel like is a little bit weak, but this album, the way it goes from Am I Savage to Murder One to Spit Out the Bone, I think it's the best closing sequence they've ever had. And then even the be- the beginning sequence to go from Hardwired to Atlas Rise, Now That We're Dead, Moth Into Flame, Dream No More. I mean, you could just go on and on and on. I think it's it's got a lot of those mid-tempo heavy songs, kind of like Sad But True or Don't Tread On Me, like those type of songs. It's got a lot of mid-tempo heavy, and then it's got a lot of fast heavy, like Hardwired and Spit Out the Bone. So um, that's why for me, I, I mean, it's such a complete album front to back. There's no weaknesses. I really, no weaknesses in any of these uh, Metallica albums that I ranked today on this episode. Um, so that's why I think just the way they sound today with these last two albums, 72 Seasons and Hardwired to Self-Destruct, I think uh, are the best two. And I think they're going to go forward as the best two, even though, you know, um, about two months ago in my mind, I thought mm, the Black Album's probably their best. But um, but I just love Hardwired front to back. And that's the one that I could listen to over and over and over with how with how great it is. And, and again, Spit Out the Bone, I think, is one of the best songs they've ever done. So. Um, so we kind of know where you went with number one, but um, but here you go, your best Metallica album. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go from the most random number two pick to the yeah. most predicted number one pick with yeah. Metallica, and their self-titled album. Uh, I think it just it it surpasses the, like the the album recording or even the live versions of it uh, because you can like songs like Enter Sandman, that can give people chills when they're not even at a concert. Uh, if you've never seen like Virginia Tech enter their football stadium, they use Enter Sandman and it just, the whole place is jumping and you can just feel it crazy watching a video of it. Uh, but also has so many iconic songs like Sad But True, The Unforgiven, Nothing Else Matters, uh, Wherever I May Roam, and then also like some other songs that I really like that are not singles. Like I really like the guy that failed, mm-hmm. and my friend of misery for me is a, one of my favorite songs too. So I, you know, for me, just if you think of Metallica, this is the album. And when you listen to it, you just it's it's just above. It's in its own little world now, mm-hmm. and so many so many people loved it, and so so many. Choppies. It's for me. It's, I didn't want to really think go there, but after a while, it's just you think of Metallica, you think of this album, and it just has so many good songs. For sure, you can, you can just listen to it. And if, you, if you're trying to figure out what Metallica album you want to listen to on a break, any given day, this this album kind of covers it all. And it's such a good listen. Yeah, it is. And, and I, I mean, worldwide, I'm sure people, I'm sure everybody in the world knows songs from this album. They may not have a clue that it's Metallica, but everybody has got to be familiar with something from this album because it's just so massive and it's so everywhere. Played at football stadiums, played at sporting events, played, you know, at concerts in between, you know, other bands' sets and just 
you know, it's everywhere and everybody knows it. and it's fantastic. There's absolutely no flaws to it and easily could have been my number one as well. So, so yeah, the black album is great. So, um, so that's it. Um, after much agony, uh, two, two, <laughs> two Metallica episodes, a lot of thoughts, but every album has some of the greatest stuff they've ever done. All 11 of them are, are awesome. Um, so that's it for Metallica. And next episode for me coming up in a few weeks is another band. You know, Metallica has like the audacity to create an eight or nine or 10 minute song and actually expect people to listen to it and like it. So I'm going to another band who does the exact same thing. Do you know who this is? Uh, Tool. Tool. You got it. Who else? Who else is going to create a 10 minute song and expect people to like it? Tool. That's the next episode. See you then. Mm -hmm.